This is the Press Conference Podcast, episode 66. No mixtape this week. It might just be you and me, Phil. Um, I'm Dave. I'm here with my co-host, Phil. How's it going? It's going well. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. It's been a bit of a whirlwind week since uh, since last week, and we've got a bit of stuff to talk about. All I was thinking as you are doing that whole intro was how have we not, how have we gone through the whole week talking about this episode and we haven't once talked about Order 66 from Star Wars? <laughs> Missed opportunity. <laughs> the only, the first time it popped in my head is when you were just talking about the, the mock for the episode artwork. Oh man. And that's, yeah, same. That's why I was thinking about it being like, damn, we missed an opportunity there, but that's all right. Uh, we can play it in somehow this week. <laughs> I think the fans will be better for it. <clears throat> yeah, potentially. What fans? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but no, it's been a while. I mean, we've done a bunch of episodes this year and not one has been just us getting on the mic and talking shit. Yeah. Well, we're almost three months in or two full months in now. That's crazy, um, man. Yeah, it's been a great start to the year. So thanks to everyone who's who's tuned in. Thanks to all the bands for coming on, and um, it's really helped us kickstart twenty twenty four in a in a great way. I mean, it felt like just yesterday we were talking about the uh, the house show um, and airing all those interviews that we had at the house show. Um, time's just flown, and I mean, looking at our next month, it's also going to be pretty hectic. And I feel like this year's just been busy. Compared to last. Yeah. Well, those big tools are coming around. Um, oh. Which we'll get to in a moment. But yeah, we've got some gig talk, some new music talk, pickups, uh, announcements. Finally, those big things. Big things. We finally have been working on stuff. And yep. it's all kind of coming to fruition at the right time. Uh, I'm kind of glad we got our shit together for this week. Because it kind of feels like it's all it's all happening. Yeah, absolutely. And not one, but two Fast Fives. Can you believe it? Two Fast Five. Two Fast Two Fives. <laughs> Don't matter, Kerr. <laughs> uh, but let's get to the big talk. So, um, I mean, first things first, gigs. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think you've actually been to more gigs than me in the last month. Um I mean, local show. I can't remember the last time I went to a local gig. I'm ashamed. (laughs) But I'll be gearing up for the last two weeks. It's been absolutely monstrous. Uh, Do you you want to kick off with Blink? Yeah. Well, let's talk about Blink. I went, okay, last Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday before. Um, It was awesome. Uh, Rise Against, I've probably seen them play better shows or better sets as well. Uh, But... The room was really like the room. The arena was pretty packed for them early on, so they've got a great following over here. I mean, you went on Valentine's Day, right? You went to that show? Yes, I did, yeah. But uh, what was the banter like at that show? Because I know in Sydney there was some good banter. Did they do a lot of like Valentine's Day love kind of fucking around banter? A little bit. Um, It was a lot of um, Tom telling Mark that he was doing a really good job because he thought (laughs) he was going to do a shit job. And one girl yelled out that it was her birthday and Mark just chastised her, just said, your birthday doesn't matter. The only birthday that matters is mine. (laughs) See, we had a lot of uh, Tom being like, Mark, I I love your sister's titties. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was funny. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I went, I went on the Friday after you, I think. Yep. Um, 
so we went we went pretty similarly together. Um, I mean, the crowd. I want to talk about the crowd because I mean, what was the crowd like in Melbourne? It was fairly boomer energy. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of young people. Like, like I would say, like mid twenties to fifty, basically. I, I think because um, I was really, I was talking to one of my friends up here in Sydney about it, and I was I was trying to figure out what a gig was like it. And in my head, originally, I went to my chem, but I actually feel like my chem was a lot younger than I was expecting. I feel like mm. this just, it felt like an elder emo crowd, you know, to use that kind of trope. Yeah. Um, it was just such a good energy. And, and I don't know about you, but there weren't a heap of mosh pits. And I'm kind of, I was happy with it, with that <laughs> because I just was keen to beat a gig in my space, jumping around, but not like wrecking my knees. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think this crab was the same. I probably likened the crowd to Thrice when I saw them. So, like, although it was, like, winter, there was, like, lots of beards, lots of flannies, <laughs> bands, um, bald people. Yeah. <laughs> really. But the energy was great. So we had a good bunch of people around us. Probably... I thought you were just describing Not Fest for us, but... <laughs> <laughs> yep, um, could have been Not Fest too. No, it's good. Um I mean, Rise Against, I don't know about you, but I was like incredibly disappointed. Is that a bad take? No, they sucked. I love Rise Against. I've seen them nearly every other time they've been here. Uh, But this time, it just, I I hate to say it, but, and I'm not the person that, I like them playing new music, right? I'm not, I don't want to be the person that's like, play the old stuff. But the set list just, I don't think was good for what they needed the set to be. And I know people are going to be like, they're Rise Against. They don't need to be anything. They're As an opening act, they can just be Rise Against. But they weren't even Rise Against. It was a bit weird, right? Like, oh. Yeah. It was like they were told to play at like 40% and yes. not to show up, not to show up, blink. You know what, the energy, that, do you reckon? No way. Like you have an eight song set list and you've, like, I know they had headline shows, but why wouldn't you put, like, I messaged you about this, why wouldn't you put a local headliner on for 20 minutes? I mean, I mean, we're talking about different things right now. I think the quality of Rise Against, it could have been great. Yeah. I think I think they got the support right in that instance, but I don't think Rise Against delivered on what they needed to. Yeah. By the time they finished, I was just like, fuck, can we hurry up and get on with Blink? Like, yeah. Not in a way that I was like, fuck, Rise Against were that good. Yeah. Um, and and I mean, I think back to other big gigs I've been to, and I go back to that MyCam show, Jimmy Eat World. Now that was, that was they huge. got that they got that right. I mean, yeah. they got the energy right, the progression of the set right. It, it they were they had high energy. A bit disappointed by Rise, but what can you do? What can you do? Did you get the songs you wanted? Well, we got the same songs except for one, right? So I got Dysentery Gary and you got Always. Yep. Um, I think we briefly spoke about this, but what would you have preferred? Both. <laughs> I love Always. So I was like pumped. But uh, as as I said to you, um, my best mate was like, all week he's like, we better get Gary, we better get Gary. And then yeah. they swapped it out because it was Valentine's Day. But um, yeah. Oh, is that why they swapped it out? Yeah. Right. 
Yep. So I'm pretty happy. I don't think there's any many more songs from that time that you'd want unless you go in deep, deep cuts. I also felt like the uh, the set list progressed really well. Mm. Like when they got to the emo part of the set, I liked how they they drove they steered into that. I don't know if they did the same thing with you, yeah. uh, but Mark was like, you know, we're at the emo part of the set, so all the emo is out there. Time to get ready, but like we're not taking this too seriously. Um, yeah. And I just think it just it it kind of took the edge off it a bit because <laughs> I was getting real emotional. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think the set list it just it it, it flowed really well, and I liked that they ended on one more time. Yeah, I think it was good. Good closer. Good way to finish. Um, so as as all the times you've seen Blink, how did it rank? Well, that's an interesting question because I I was a bit nervous when they, like at song three, because it took a little bit for me to, for them to kind of get oh, in really? the groove, I think. Right. Or maybe it's just because, well, it's been 10 years since I've seen them. Right. And like a lot's, obviously a lot's changed. So that there weren't like the, it was just the sound was probably a little bit off to what I was expecting, right? Um, but then they hit their straps and I was, I was it was great. But it's probably, oh, it's so hard. It's probably number three out of four, maybe I don't know. Yeah, like I saw them twice on the self-titled run, and they're probably top two. Yeah, and then you could probably split hairs between 2013 and, and this year. I um, I put it number two because I yep. think 2013 was just that good. I yep. think um, the nostalgia was big enough that it, it had that kind of impact. And I think this was just like that. Um, I think what really surprised me is how giddy I was before the gig. Yep. Um, I wasn't expecting to be that gig- giddy. Uh, I, only, I only felt like that at a few gigs. And honestly, I got my ticket last minute because I knew I was going to go... I was expecting just to get a, a floor ticket because I missed out. I uh, expecting to get a seated ticket because I missed out when they first dropped. Um, but luckily I got a floor ticket like a few days before the show. And I just, I was kicking myself that I hadn't had these tickets for longer because yeah. I, I, I mean, we, we had a whole episode on them, right? And we know what they mean to us, but it just delivered. I think second best time I've seen them and it was a great gig. Yeah. I think another bit of nostalgia for me, which kind of makes this one probably number three, is like everyone that I went with in 2013 was there that night this nice. year. Nice. So like 21 years later, like and, and a few more obviously, but um, the crew is still together 21 years later. It's pretty incredible. I was a bit devo because my Blink crew that, that I talk, we just make, we talk about Blink, like our group chat's called, blink meme appreciation and stuff like that <laughs> they're all in melbourne so i was a bit yeah. i was a bit gutted that i wasn't with them but uh i actually went to this gig on my own because obviously being in sydney and expensive gig and shit like that uh but i met up with some friends there and it was just a great time and i think the good thing about blink is that everybody doesn't matter. I mean it's a level playing field <laughs> yeah um i want to bring up a spicy take that i didn't put in the notes uh, but we spoke okay. a bit about it before the gig um, because the inclusion of Travis at the show, it felt like there was a lot of noise around, fuck, Travis is at the show. Uh, this is finally Australia seeing Blink for 20 years. I, I personally, to you, said I call bullshit on that because 
you know, Travis is Travis. I get that. And I'm probably going to get flamed for this, but fuck it. We're doing it. <laughs> but I said, you know, out of all the drummers in the world that you could probably afford to not have on tour, Blink-182 can probably afford to do it. It's a pop punk band. And I don't, I, I want to know, like, now that you've seen the set, do you, and you agreed with me, did you change your tune on that? Well, all you're missing is like a big solo in between songs where they took, where they introduced him. He yeah. did that big solo. Um, I'm just trying to think back to 2013 when we saw him. There was no real talk about it. It's like we're seeing Blink. Blink's a band. Yeah. It. I don't think it took away from anything from from that performance at all. Yeah. Like you're there with your mates, you're singing those songs. Yeah. It'd be different if, I don't know if I would have liked to see them in the Skiva era. Yeah. But that makes more of an effect for me because. Yeah, good call. You're there for the banter. You're there for like. But they, Travis, they didn't come here during that, did they? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I saw them. But Travis really sings backing vocals on some of the new songs and he's yeah. basically a mute for the rest of the time. So he's not even like part of that love of like he's a great drummer, yes. But would he, if he had a fill in, would it change the show all that much? No, I don't think so. Look, I actually changed my tune very slightly. So okay. I, I agree with you. I don't think that if they had a different drummer, it would have changed how I felt about the show by any means. But I will say, I think Mark and Tom did a great job and they did a great job at making Travis feel like his presence felt. And I think because of that, it was actually a lot better than I was expecting. I mm-hmm. think if they didn't put the time into being like, hey, here's fucking Travis. Let's put a fucking tail on his head and he's going to play the solo without looking and you know travis is going to sing the song blah 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 you know what i mean it might not have felt like that yeah. um but i left being like you know what fuck he's good <laughs> oh yeah there's no doubt he's a good drummer and you like watch him and he like he goes hard and he's had, yeah. like has a crack and he's one of the best drummers ever but like as you said he changed the band but people can now play that music like so yeah it doesn't tarnish 2013 for me much I um sorry I had to put ourselves on on notice there. Um, <laughs> I was like we're gonna get flamed, but <laughs> I was like you know what, it was a big talking point like in our text thread, so yeah, we had to bring it up. Absolutely. So let's blink out of the way. Now we can talk about the real gigs. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's talk about Taylor Swift for a little bit. I mean, it's no secret I have been unbearable waiting for this tour to come around um it finally came around i'm so grateful that your lauren got a ticket because i was feeling a little bit bad that i had tickets to two shows (laughs) yeah um it's interesting i didn't actually tell her that you had tickets to two shows i wish she doesn't say this anyway so it's fine i know but she would have been (laughs) filthy because there's people that she knows that like like loaded up and we were able to get tickets and she wasn't even able to get one. You, you uh, know so what? She... Well, I actually, it was even worse. I had tickets to three shows, um, but I did the, the right thing in some capacity and, and gave them to some friends uh, to the Melbourne show. I went to the two, two Sydney shows, um, but I'm going to go off the gate and say this. You know what? I felt really guilty about it probably all week, probably the last few weeks. I felt really guilty about it. Um, as of today, Tuesday, the 27th, I don't feel a little bit bad. And the only reason I say that is I might be a bit of a, a, a cunny for going to two shows, 
but there were so many fucking fake fans there. And I don't say that in a, in a gatekeepy way. I say that in a don't fucking leave early, <laughs> like stay for the whole set. Yeah. Um, don't like get angry that I'm standing up and you're sitting behind me being like, I want to sit down. Like, you know what I mean? Just get that fucking energy out of there. I know a hundred people that would have loved rather those seats um, that would have brought better energy. So man, I'm a real bastard. <laughs> well, yes. Yes. And no, you don't have to feel guilty. Like it's a completely random system. People act like other people cheated the system or whatever. And also, I only got through to one night, by the way. I got tickets because I had, my brother got tickets, friends from work got tickets, this and that, right? Um, but I will say, now that I've got that out of the way, <laughs> I can, because uh, I was talking to a mate today about it, being like, fuck, I just don't feel that bad. Um, it was everything I had hoped it would be and and probably more. Um, I think it might be the best gig I've ever been to. Concert. Everything, any live music, yeah. I don't think I've seen better. Okay. Um, I've obviously had some more up close and personal experiences with some bands that I think, yeah, they're going to stay with me for a long time. But I don't think the the chaos, um, the theatrics, you know, me being a, a fucking simp and dyeing my hair a hundred colors, uh, <laughs> you know, I think being in that kind of community, it's just, it was, it was like nothing I've experienced. And, and we talk a lot about how good the hardcore community can be, um, the scene that we're in can be. You know, we just talked about Blink. That was a great, yeah. that was great energy to that stadium. Um, but just the masses of people, like, I don't think it's anything I'll ever experience again. I don't think people yeah. that, if you didn't go or you weren't even around, uh, like, I, ta- I tailor gated on the Sunday night. So I went out the front and just listened to the show from out the front. And I reckon there would have been like thousands upon thousands of people there. Just sitting at the front, standing up at the front, singing, dancing, having the time of their lives. Um, I saw old people. I saw like people our age. I saw kids. Like, I just don't think we'll ever see anything like that again. You don't think? I, I, the way I see it, right? And I was talking to someone, just some random person, uh, when I was tailgating on on Sunday. Um, with social media, with TikTok, with all these niche music, like it's much easier for people to get their music out, right? I don't think you're going to get a pop star in 18 years who's had the same effect that Taylor had from 18 years ago to now because there's just people's attention spans aren't that big, you know? Mm. It's all about singles. It's all about like hype, this and that. I just can't see any other artist sustain it for that long. And I honestly think it's because she started back when the iPod days were still kicking, CDs were still kicking. Um, the like We've all grown with 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 her in a way but she's also gotten new fans. I don't think there's going to be that fandom for another artist in a long time. I think it'll be longer. Do you think she's blown up in the last few years because she's re-releasing all these Taylor's versions and now it's perceived hype because it's all this potentially new music recycled, pushed out? Because I don't think she was that big four years ago. I think COVID helped. I think the fact that she released since 2019, she's released four records. Yeah. Uh, like four original records plus another one coming out in April. So there'll be five within like five years, right? Um, I think COVID helps. 100% COVID helps. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, the hype is oh my God, she's released five records. Let's 
you know, see all these songs because no other artist is doing that. An artist is releasing an album, touring for two years at her level, that is. Yeah. Maybe releasing another record, doing it again, right? Um, do I think the Taylor's versions helped? <sighs> yes. I mean, of course. Of course they've helped. Um, but I, like, she's released new songs on all those records, at least five to six new songs that she... There were like demos and B-sides that she kept hidden away for all these years. So I think... I think, yes, I think that's a part of it. But I also think just her hustle, five records in five years is going to be massive. Five years worth of tours, like built up into this massive show, um, I think definitely plays a part of it. Yeah. How long do you think it's going to last? Because um... you can't just keep re- releasing music after music. Like year after year after year, album and album, the quality's got to drop at some point. You've got to run out of blokes to sing about. Well, here's my thing, right? If you'd asked me that five years ago, I probably would agree with you. Mm. Um, But obviously through COVID, she released Folklore and Evermore. And that was the first time she said, these songs aren't about anybody. Yes, she's drawn from real life experiences here and there, but like it's been documented. She, She created these fictional stories and wrote this music about it. Um, and those two records, like um, Folklore, one best album, Evermore is absolutely loved. Um, and then I think Midnight's is probably one of her best written albums since, in my opinion, six six years, seven years, maybe. Um, so I think she's only going to get better, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, I may say I'm cynical, but I'm just, I'm asking, playing devil's advocate here because I'm, Obviously, living on the outer, not really the hugest fan. I kind of see the hype. I kind of understand it. But there's also yeah, some, like, really big, like, just looks like she's just here to make money kind of thing from me. Well, I mean, look, I get it. But I can't think of another artist that I've loved for 18, however many years it's been. And her newest records are my favorite. Yeah, like that, that just doesn't happen. All right. Like, I mean, it happens for some, it obviously happens, but like Midnight's, I absolutely loved Lover, which was just before COVID. I absolutely loved. Um, yeah, I mean, she's, she's proven otherwise so far. So I'm sure she's going to get to a point where, you know, she, she does do that. She's always said that she wants to have kids, you know, or do all that kind of thing. Uh, if that starts to happen, maybe she'll slow down. You know, she won't need to do all this stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it'll die off eventually, like everything does. But, um, I mean, she's still young. and she, She's got a stronghold on her fan base. And well, it's cult-like, isn't it? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just great energies. Um, I think the... And especially the Friday, I mean, it was just, I got super lucky. Um, the, the two shows I went to, plus the Taylor Gate, I got secret songs because she does two secret songs at every show, um, but she started doing mashups. So you kind of get three to four songs every show that you would, that every other show wouldn't get. Um, I only was missing songs of three records from that run. So out of all the records, I heard secret songs from nearly all of them. Um, we got, Sabrina Carpenter, she had to not play on Friday because of the storm. 
Uh, but she came yeah. out and did a duet one night. Like that hasn't happened on the tour. So, I mean, that was epic. Um, yeah, it was just fantastic, you know. Um, and it's just something that like the whole week was just incredible. I'll never forget it. I loved it. Yeah, cool. Lauren also loved it. My my Lauren loved it. She um, yeah, got a ticket like two days before. She wish I could tell you the amount of hits that she had on Ticket Tech, calling Fox radio yeah. station, all these comps on Instagram. So she really hustled to try and get a ticket and got one super late, and she was in a pretty good spot and. Yeah, just had a great time. So it's, um, yeah, it's awesome to see because you're not often, you, not often you see people missing out on like the biggest artists in the world. They usually play, like Pink plays like 17 shows. So for, for Taylor. Lauren was at all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> used to be, used to be. And, um, but like, you don't, you seldom see people missing out on events where there's multiple nights. Um, like you see people missing out on like grand final tickets and stuff, but like that's, she, that's a- she played to 616,000 people across seven shows. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fucked. <laughs> yeah. For her to kind of hit her biggest crowd in, in Melbourne's pretty special as well. Yeah. I think so. So she, she, she's got that in common with La Dispute. <laughs> Let's go Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but La Dispute did it first, so yeah. just saying. <laughs> um, no, incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm absolutely depressed right now. I'm not going to lie. Like, I've, um, I really feel empty. But you got nothing uh, to live for now. Don't Pretty... don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, smile because it's over. If you're me, uh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm still going to find a way to bring it up. Don't you worry about that. Oh, I know. Um, but if you're still listening after us talking about, uh, Taylor Swift for the last 15 minutes, uh, we're here to talk about some new music now. Yeah. How, how what a start of the year. We're talking about gigs. The thought, like releases yeah. are ju- have just been just as good. I have absolutely loved what this year has delivered, uh, from music so far. It wouldn't surprise me if, if my if two out of three of my top three records are already out. Yeah. Um, you know, and bands are already are still teasing more music this year. So, and like some of my favorite bands are teasing music, should I say? So it's just fucked. <laughs> it's gonna be good come uh, December. I just want to say, like, I mean, we're going to talk about some of these at length, but Neck Deep, one of my favorite bands, released a banger of a record, right? Casey, we've talked about them at length. Bloom have, has released it. Uh, Between You and Me have announced that they've got an album coming. We know Touche has been writing. That could come out later in the year. Maybe. <laughs> like, uh, Bring Me the Horizons coming out this year. Like, they're already, like, most of my favorite bands. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Just it could be two thousand three all over again. Oh, and if we're still doing the pod in twenty years, we'll be talking about it again. <laughs> Back in twenty twenty four, there was a band called Bloom. Um, 
Is there any, before we get to Bloom, because I think that's a big dog we're going to talk about. Um, yep. Is there any music lately that's come out that you want to maybe talk about? Um, yeah, kind of, uh, I really enjoyed the Alkaline Trio record. I know yep. it's not really your kind of thing, but it's no. like straight up punk. Um, I absolutely loved Infant Island's um, Obsidian Wealth, which we've already spoken about as well. Yeah. And um, I'm really stoked on how the Anti-Skeptic Instincts album came out as well, which came out uh, about 10 days ago. Yeah, I, I finally got around to that. That's a great record. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, I've been kind of quiet. I'm not at the same numbers as I was last year for new albums. I've kind of been diving back into some to older stuff, which is a bit yeah. of a trend that we kind of see from me every now and then. So yeah, but um, yeah, obviously Neck Deep's awesome. Casey's awesome. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about Bloom in a minute. I think what I'm really trying to do this year is listen to more music, not necessarily consistently, but getting in early on. Okay, if a record comes out. I need to listen to it. Um, and so obviously the list I'm trying to build for the year, I'm writing down records that I haven't listened to yet, knowing that I need to go and listen to them. Yeah. So I can see it in my list. I need to go back. Um, and there are some great records that have come out. I haven't listened to anything that came out last week and there's a bunch already that I want to get to. Um, but honestly, let's just get straight to Bloom. Right. So maybe in another life, finally out. It came out two weeks ago. Yeah, the... Was it the 16th or the 18th? Something 18th. like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, f- wow. <laughs> I I wasn't sure. I know that you'd heard it and you'd spoke, talked it up. But not that I didn't trust you. I was just a little bit sceptical. I'm a simp, all right? You can say it. I'm a simp. Well, and you love I try- everything. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I can trust you <laughs> is what I'm saying. But man, oh man, um, half an hour goes like that. Um, transitions, oh, just really, really great stuff. I I did this with Neck Deep, right? Where Neck Deep came out, and we know that I was a bit skeptical at start. At the start, mm-hmm. I felt like it was a bit too formulaic at times. The more and more I listened to it, the more and more I'm like, okay, I just was expecting more instrumentally, lyrically vocal delivery everything about that carries that record we've spoken about this on the pod my scores have increased every week i listen to that record with Mm -hmm. bloom yes i listened to it like a year ago um i'm sure i know they did a bunch of changes to the to the record and some of the production i know since then um but wow like honestly it's that it's that record it's that good yeah um Obviously, we had a bunch of singles, and I'm glad that a lot of those singles were at the start of the record. Um, I think what it really did, what I don't know if that was a, a strategic thing, that they said, hey, we're going to put the singles at the front of the record, similar to what Counterparts did. Yeah. Um, but by the time we got to the new songs, I was like giddy, and I was high energy. I knew the songs. I'd just been screaming them for three or four tracks, and then bang, you know, Carve Yourself Into My Lungs comes on. Yes, you and I's after that, and that was a single. But then the rest of the record is just like, whoa, you know. Um, I think it set it set all the listeners up to if you're not a playlist person and you're going front to end. By the time you got to the new music, you were already like, fuck, the, these songs are just so good. Yeah, great momentum through through the track number five. Yeah, 
and mm. like we, you're talking about neck deep, where you're looking for more instrumentally, you got a bit more vocally that carried it. I think this is a really good mix of instrumentals carrying at some some parts, vocals carrying. You've got Jono uh, cleans. You got Jared carrying a little bit of like a spoken word energy as well. Like it's not quite singing; it's on that border. And I think that yeah. really, really works for them. I think they've just balanced the record really well. I think we spoke about it earlier in the year when you and I had come out and it was like the slower slower song. And we were like, fuck, all right, here's a slow song. What's it going to be like? And I remember I said to you, you know, it goes from Bounty Whispers, I'm pretty sure, to yeah. Carve Yourself Into My Lungs to you and I. And I'm like, this is going to just fucking flow because Carve Yourself Into My Lungs is like a heavy song, but it's also a soft song. Um and I think when you get to that bit, you're like, oh shit, like this is where it's just built to. And then it strips you back and it just punches you in the face. And then laughing stock is like so fucking heavy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like just the whole record has something for everybody. And that's what I think they needed to have for an album, especially now they're on pure noise, um, you know, playing shows in Japan, like they're going to go overseas eventually. I think it just had everything. Yeah. I can't really fault the. I can't fault it at the moment. No, me either. A few people said length. I'm I'm pretty happy with the length. I think it, mm. if you go any longer, it gets a bit samey for me. Unless well, you have like another slow song towards the end. Counterparts uh, eulogy only went for like three minutes longer or something like yeah, that. Yeah, thirty-five so minutes. I, lo- I, think. I looked it up because I was like, okay, that's obviously always going to be the benchmark. Yeah, I mean that record was was that our album of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I just was like, you know what? Yeah, I think because we had so many singles, it did feel like, okay. And I'm sure a lot of people skip to Carve Yourself when they listen to it for the first time because they heard the singles so many times before. Yeah. Um, like Bound was my biggest song of last year. Yeah. And so, yes, of course, when I listened to it for the first time, I just wanted to get to the new songs. But um, it doesn't bother me. I'd rather it be shorter and better than longer for the sake of it. Yeah. Quality over quantity is the key. Um, and you know what I really like about this? I've smashed this. I don't think I've smashed a record this much since Jackpot Juicer, which yeah. was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. 2022, was it? What about Suicide and Sunshine? Not this much, I don't think. Really? I think I listen to Suicide and Sunshine a lot, but not this much. Okay. Um, maybe I did, but I think with Suicide and Sunshine, I at least listened to other stuff. Um, okay. There have been some weeks where I've just listened to Bloom and you look at my last FM grid, it's Bloom and then a bunch of random singles. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and I'm not over it. Yeah. I kind of backed off because I want to listen to it on vinyl and don't want to kill it. I think I kind of killed uh, Trophy Eyes a little bit. So yeah. I still love it. I'm just... Uh, yeah, getting ready to see him in a couple of weeks. That um, show is going to be unreal. I mean, who's playing Rosenta, Bloom, Bad Juju, and Touche? Touche, yeah. Wow. At the Sookie, no barrier. Sookie Lounge, no barrier. Um, I hope they just play the new songs. <laughs> <laughs> like, just not, not the singles, not the new album. Like, yeah. literally, play an entry, play Carve Yourself, <laughs> play Laughing Stock play fragments, play all the new shit and just leave the singles. Fuck it. They're like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be um, epic. So 
it's a debut album. How do you think it ranks in Australian in a in the scene at the moment? Is it is it standing up to standing up there with discoveries and and the Mortal Coil? We we had this combo. Hey, uh, I yeah. think I think uh, it's easy to get swept up in the moment. I know that discoveries. I mean, more so discoveries. I think the Mortal Coil is still one of the best debuts in the heavy scene of, of some of some time. And I thought discoveries as well is probably in that discussion, but I don't think history has been as, as, as kind to those records to me personally, okay. as this one probably is, you know, yep. when discoveries came out, that's all it's into in high school. Yeah. Uh, Cause I wanted that kind of metal core right now. If I go back and listen to it, I enjoy it, but I prefer this kind of stuff, you know? So it's going to be a hard look. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what's better or what's not because I still think those records have a place, but this sets itself up for in 10 years time, we could be including it in the same combo. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's, I think it's up there. Um, just for quality and yes, we're bloom simps, uh, but like, like it's still good. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense, like it's, it sends the benchmark for what it yeah. like metalcore or whatever it is at the moment, at the present time. So I think it's going to be a placeholder for bands to be like, Oh shit, we're going to have to start doing this now. Look, when, only, yeah. Just like when Polaris came out, just like when discoveries came out, like people started to try and emulate those sounds mm. from that point. Um, no, I agree. And I mean, look, who have we had on the pod lately? We've had uh, December. We've had Four Weather, yep. Saving Face last year. A lot of hardcore. We love that shit, right? We live yep. and breathe it. We, we listen to it all the time. Bloom is doing what Counterparts did four albums ago. <laughs> they went a little bit less melodic, more metalcore, but still with those roots. Yep. I think Bloom's done the right thing here. Um, you know, We talk about our favorite melodic hardcore bands. None of them are around. <laughs> Or playing that kind of music anymore, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you know, Bloom went in this direction. I'm here for it. Um, and I think I think history will be kind to them. I think the future will be kind to them. And I think in 10 years' time, it wouldn't surprise me if we say this is one of the best debuts since Discoveries. Yeah. Not yeah. to mention, though, they, they're probably coming off one of the best EPs. And, I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Well, that's, that's why I make the Polaris comparison because Polaris are probably one of the best EPs in the scene. Yeah, whereas I don't think Hollow Existence by Northlane is any good. I don't think I've ever listened to it. Uh, so, um, yeah, anyways, before we get more cancelled for calling out Northlane fans. That's right. I've got one more hot take, and it's always going to be oh. second to uh, Thamata anyway. So, like, they're, they're always going to be in second place to that album. Well, what I'm hoping is the scene gets bigger and bigger. And then we can start talking about Thamata as it's in a prog category somewhere else. <laughs> um, yeah, you would. <laughs> until Relica released their first album, maybe Thamata is going to be at risk. Just saying. Sure. Okay. You got to see them live, Dave. I'm telling you, you got to go see Relica live. Okay. I will maybe one day. Um, let's uh, get into the fast five. Should we play the little clip? Let's play it twice. Let's just yeah, do it. Let's do All it. Right. Play the clip. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. 
You almost had me. You never had me. You never had your car. All right, so fast five car. I'll go first, bro. Uh, so five to one. All right. Number five is fragments of a dream. Yep. Four is an exit. Yep. Three is you and I. Yep. Two is carve yourself into my lungs. Yep. And number one is through the threshold beyond the bend. Wow. Uh, do, you to, do you want to talk about that or do you want me to go through my five first? Well, um, I just I just find myself singing along to you and I at this point all the time. You and I slaps. Yeah. Carve myself into my lungs. Is like That could be one or two, but I knew you were going to pick it as number one. Yeah. So I wanted to be different to you. Did so, I pick it that was number one? I think so. It's all you've talked about since. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Through the threshold beyond the band is a is a great closer. Fragments of a dream is just like awesome hardcore and it's just got everything. Like these songs have everything you could want in a song in some capacity. Yeah. Jared doing the the guitar at the end of Fragments. Yeah. Where he's like kind of singing into like an echoey room. Oh, goosebumps, mate. And then oh, my five. Yep. <laughs> uh, number five is an exit. Yep. Number four is Fragments of a Dream. Number three is Maybe in Another Life. Okay. Number two, Through the Threshold, Beyond the Bend. And number one is Carve Yourself into My Lungs. Based. <laughs> you know what Although, thinking, there's only what? 10 songs to choose from, so it's pretty hard to get it. Should, should we do our uh, Fast 10? <laughs> um, actually, speaking of Fast 10, there's only one more Fast movie coming out. Yeah. Fast 10 part two. And it's going to be quite sad. Anyways, <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I had to pick Carve Yourself into My Lungs. I think what shocked me was the song was a lot shorter than I remember it being. Yeah. I don't know if somewhere along the way they cut out the bit they played live because they okay. did have like some talking kind of like Memento Mori architect shit where they've got some yep. kind of scientist talking about life or whatever. Um they played that at the show and that went on for like two minutes before the song kind of hits. Uh, um, okay. And so when it came on, I was like, it's like less than two minutes. Like what the heck? But I'll listen to it every time. And every time it just hits just as hard as I remember it being. They pack so much into that two minutes. <sighs> Fuck me, man. And it just like, all I think about every day is the lyrics to that song. Um, same with through the threshold. That uh, bit, uh, the last minute of the song, because you think the song's you think the song's ending, right? And I remember in our group chats the night it came out, I listened to it and I put in the chat, "Who the fuck's awake?" <laughs> no yep. one was awake because <laughs> um, I think everyone else who listened to it went straight to the new songs. Um, and like you think the song's ending, and then the last minute comes and it's like that spoken word bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking hell, that is just spicy. Very spicy, and yeah, well, we like the same sort of stuff, but yeah, some it could have picked all of them, really. Even the intro, the intro into track number two is just like the perfect transition. Yeah, um, I will say a few special mentions, and I'm not going to have five. Siren song, uh, when that song they first started playing that live, I just don't think I could get into it as much. Yeah. 
I don't know if it was because I'm at a show, my senses are already in overdrive and I can't quite gather what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> but that song on the recording. It was great. It makes me pull the fucking dirtiest face. Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, stank uh, face. It makes me want to like punch a hole in the wall and wear like a white beater somewhere, but uh, <laughs> uh, it shit's so good. Um, and we haven't even spoken. It's a concept album, for God's sake. Yeah. Crazy. Talk about talk about Taylor Swift not having guys to talk about. Looks like Bloom ain't that sad anymore and they're writing about other people. So just saying. Yeah. I'll, I'll just bring it back to her. She's the first person to write music ever. And the last. <laughs> Gee, sure. Um, that was a lot of fun. We spent more time talking about that than Taylor Swift, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, good. So we should. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> do you need to catch your breath or are we good to go? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> All right. What's next? Latest pickups. Do you want to, you- do you want to just power through these? Because yep. it's been a while since we've done this. I've only picked maybe a handful yeah, that's fine. Um, I can't remember where when we last spoke about pickups. So um, recently, I got uh, Instincts by Any Skeptic from AVC. They did great on that press. Please do Aurora and Memoirs of a Common Man. Pikey, probably not listening, but that would be sick. Um, uh, after that, we got I got Cool Story by Too Slow. Uh, the Ribena, which was sick as well, came in pizza box. I think you got that one as well. I got them. Yep. Yep. You got them. Uh, before that, I got the Taken EP Between Two Unseens, which is a, a 10 inch on clear green, which is really, really nice. Dude, goat bands go on 10 inch records. Yeah, absolutely. And then today, I picked up uh, two Mac Miller records, Swimming. And circles, so I see. Lots of talk. Lots of I've been smashing Mac um, and hip hop stuff a bit in the last three months, and I said I wasn't going to get any hip hop vinyl, and here I am calling myself out as a liar. You know what I love about this though, when you got when you went through your Mac binge, like what six months ago, maybe. Yeah, it's been going for about six or eight months. Um, I remember you were like, oh, I prefer the older stuff, you know, the more mixtape, hip-hop stuff. And I was yeah. like, Dave, the new shit is so good. You're going to get real sad in your feelings about it. And six months later, it's happened. I can start slowly start handballing you some more sad boy R&B shit. I reckon you're going to get into it. <laughs> this is how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just had to warm myself up to it. Like, it, sometimes I can be pretty simple. So the simple stuff helps me get in and then I get curious. So Awesome. That's a uh, good dude. I can see why he's uh, so well regarded as well and and stuff like that. Not that I it's, can compare, but like it's pretty I cool. mean, it, it's going to be funny because we're obviously going to talk about someone later. I don't want to spoil it because we haven't actually said the words yet. So yeah, right. if you're listening, we're going to be talking about someone in the hip hop space later on. Yep. Um, but I know you've been listening to a lot of Logic. Um I've tried to push J. Cole a little bit on you and things like that. Yep. But I think you can start, I, I, I mean, they're all a little bit different. Um, and I think Mac lyrically is like really fantastic. Not that Logic isn't, um, but I think Mac's later records are just a bit more, they're like mature in a way. And I think it's very clever writing. 
not that logic isn't clever by any means because he's fucking fantastic uh, mc but um yeah i just think that max stuff was he just got better as he went on it's very relatable as well so like um i did start listening to that dissect podcast about oh, finally how, how good is that podcast I need to really switch on when I'm listening to it. I was a bit tired yeah. when I started. But the way he kind of talks about being non-specific, because people yeah. always ask him, what's this song about? Who's this song about? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. Make it yeah. up for yourself. And that's a really way, because you can either be hyper-specific or a bit vague. And he's yeah. like a little bit vague, but specific on some details. And it really helps you connect in your own ways to the music. So you're not just like, you know, if that person or blah, blah, you actually develop your own connections to the songs. And I think that makes it even stronger than some other stuff. I'm not going to lie to you with you, dude. I hate to bring it, circle it back to this again, but I think that's a brilliance of Taylor Swift. <laughs> and, and I think it's a brilliance of melodic hardcore and bloom. That's what I was getting at is I oh, think yeah, when okay. they, when they do these records, right. <laughs> I mean, I think it's it's like in hip hop, it's very in your face. It's very not that it's 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 creative with the lyrics, but you kind of know what it's about. Uh, yeah. I feel like there's there's a gap, there's a bridge. Sorry, should I say with Max music? And I guess what that's why you see a lot of people in the metal society or Mac or stuff like that who fuck with Mac Miller is because I think it's relatable in that sense. And I think when you listen to heavy music, we don't know who the fuck that's about. Yeah, you know, we don't know they what's don't going on in their either. fucking local scene in some hit country town in bloody America, but you listen to the songs, you think about someone or you think about something, and you get attached to it. I think, yeah, yeah, that that podcast is good. Yeah, so I'm keen to dig in. Um, I I really like yeah, invest like learning about all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be fun. Sick. Um, what about your pickups? I'm going to go through a few uh, and then obviously we'll, we'll, we'll end on one together. I'm assuming that's where you're at. Yeah. Uh, so recently I got uh, my Bloom Order from the US. So I got three of their records from Pure Noise. I got the Casey, uh, How to Disappear. I got the standard cover and the alt cover. Finally got my hands on Manchester Orchestra's Simple Math uh, and Mean Everything to Nothing. They're the two albums I really fuck with from them. Nice. Uh, I also got two, two slows we spoke about before. Uh, I finally got the uh, the Redux version of the Satellite Years by Hope's Fall. Uh, I got the Agnes Manners stiff cut VC uh, just after Christmas or over Christmas. Um, so, so stoked to get both of those records pre- repressed and then pressed and then fortunate enough to get those copies. Uh, and the big one I got, which I don't know if I've spoken about or not, but uh, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh, mm. That was a big, big grail I got over Christmas and uh, it finally came. And That was a restock, wasn't it? Like a- well, I think they're doing one of those things where it's always in stock now. So you can go and buy it, I'm pretty sure now. Okay. Uh, but I think they're just fulfilling them as they come in. So, okay. yeah. Um, but regardless, like, I'll never sell that shit. Uh, I've been wanting that for so long, and it'll probably will become my most spun record by the end of the year, I think. Uh, I spit it so much. Nice. But there's obviously one record that we both got that we're both really happy about that. If you looked at the album artwork or the podcast artwork, you might pick it up, which is Blind Girls. Blind Girls, the weight of everything. And we got the Wax Mage. That's cool. We did. Um, what a whirlwind of a record to chase. So- that was that was a wild, like it was a few months maybe when yeah. it got announced. We were like 
messaging fucking the label in Canada, being like, what the fuck? They, they, yeah. they definitely had like one copy got for sale. Or maybe yeah. zero copies. I don't know. They weren't fucking there. <laughs> By the time, so we wake up at 5 a.m., um, refresh the site, majors are gone. We ended up with nebulas, which still look absolutely amazing. Oh, phenomenal. And then they arrive. They look awesome. And I um, do my morning scroll and see blind girls have merch up on their on their store. And then the next story said, we've got three wax majors on the store. And I was I like, almost dropped my phone and and ran and got my wallet, just bought one straight away, and then just blew Phil's phone up. Mm-hmm. And luckily, he woke up in time because it was like 6 a.m. Maybe I can't, I can't remember where I was going, but I was driving somewhere. Um, and oh. I pulled I pulled off. Uh, <laughs> I pulled over and said, what the fuck is going on right now? Because yeah. all I saw, saw was blind girls, wax mage, Philip. Philip, Philip. Yeah, I, I was, was just, like, what the fuck? I was just sending messages after one after the other after the other. And um, yeah, ended up getting it for like a song basically and shipped in, from from inside of Australia, turned up a few days later and, and it's incredible. It feels cool to have a wax page. I think it feels even cool to have one from a record that we both really fuck with. Yeah. Um, and we've spoken, we've spoken about this record heaps about wanting copies and looking at the first press and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's many wax majors that I really want from bands that I actually care about. Yeah. Uh, and this is one of them. So I'm just so stoked to own it. Thanks for the assist. Uh, thank you blind girls for getting the wax mage treatment. Um, and incredible. Residues got a repress too. It doesn't have a mage, but they'll have them on tour. So oh, sick. you can have a copy of that as well. So that happened in your Taylor week. So I didn't know that. I, I, um, I so a, will be seeing them next Saturday, so I can't wait. Yep. So they'll have a, I think it's a black and clear split and then like a ghostly, a gray and clear ghostly. Epic. Yep. Epic. Oh, this is a jam-packed episode. We've got so much we're talking about. Yeah, and we've been here a while. <laughs> um, poor. We've got a guest coming on too, and we, we've had to push him out. So we're sorry, guest. Uh, <laughs> I know we're in the future and you're in the past, but uh, we'll, we'll be there soon. We've got one more thing. We've got some more things we need to get through, and then we'll uh, call you in. Um, this is a big one. Yeah. So we're putting this here before the end. So... I mean, there's a few announcements to happen. Things we've been working on that we've been talking about that we're going to blast all over social media over the next week anyway. Um, but the first one, uh, what are we talking about first? We're talking about... The website. Spe- we, yeah, we have you put, a website. You, you hustled on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this has been like a working progress for, for probably a good six months as well. Um, so just just trying to figure out how to build a website and we're going to pay someone and it was just going to be too much. And like what we thought was a simple website turned out to be a little bit more complex than we first thought. So I was like, Phil stuff this, we're going to pay someone. I'm going to figure out how to do it. Famous last words, because Dave, I fucking dragged you through changes (laughs) upon change being like, can you move this over? Like, Three yeah. mil. 
<laughs> and I was changing it pixel by pixel, and then it went too far, and we had to go back. And but anyway, um, <laughs> the website is up. The web address is thepressconferencepodcast.com. Uh, it's got links to our store. It's got links to the link tree about us, the contact us page, all that kind of stuff. So the shop, the shop. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of it because it's something that I didn't really think I'd be doing was, is building a website, but now we know how it works and um, yeah, it's just been, it's been great to see it kind of come up and, keep it in the uh the DIY ethos that we kind of have here. It's been pretty wild. So I mean we've gone from uh having an Instagram and having Facebook Messenger and Instagram DMs to yep. actually using an email more regularly. Yep. <laughs> we now have a website. Uh it feels like it's it's been a slow burn, but we're getting somewhere. <laughs> um yep. so you go and check it out. Tell us as always if you you love it, if you hate it. Uh, if it's ugly, to be honest with you, I don't really care at this point. I like it. It does what we need it to do. <laughs> um, and yeah, but I'm so sorry. So, I mean, Dave, I know you put a lot of hours into it. So thank you. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> well, um, it kind of segues into our next announcement. Uh, so where do we get to? So I'm just looking at my notes. So we're doing another run of teas. Yeah. Which is like, it's been over a year since we did the last one, Tay. I think it's been over a year since we delivered them. I don't know if we did teas last year. I think it was the year before. It was a while ago, but we, oh man, my teas are still in good nick from that time. Yeah, and this isn't a, this isn't a plug. This is just a bit of a, holy shit, it's been that long. Um, But yeah, when we started the podcast, we did uh, just our logo on a tea. Um. We did it just for family and friends. We didn't post it all over socials. We just hit up our friends and said, hey, we're doing these teas. Do you want to do it? And I think we ended up selling. We, we printed quite a few. Yeah. Um, and I love repping that merch. It's been great seeing our friends rep that merch. Um, but with the website and with our third part of the announcement, we thought, why not do another run right now? Yeah. Uh, so as of today, when this goes live, um, we are going to have some teas available on our store. How good is that? It feels good to to have it. A bit nervous because fuck, you know, people might not buy it, but we'll see how we go. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's an open pre order, so they're going to be up for About five maybe weeks, a month, five weeks, yeah. something like that. So you can really like sit on it and come to a decision. Um, hopefully, you grab one because I think they're really cool. We've got a few different colorways and stuff that we'll get into in a second. But um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. So we're gonna have black tees with a white, pink, and orange logo option. So you can get a black tee with a white logo, black tee with a pink, or a black tee with an orange logo on it. And I think the whole point of that was, I mean, I care about this shit. I work in retail, so I love this kind of stuff. Um, you know, we both love merch and 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 buying resale merch and things like that. But yep. I just didn't want to do the same kind of tee but I still wanted to make a nod to the colors that we use. So mm-hmm. rather than having the multicolor logo that we've had in the past, we thought, fuck it, let's just do one color logo for each color from the logo. And there we go. Plus we're going to be doing uh, to your request, a bone colored tee with the black logo. looks yeah. nice actually. I think it's going to come out sick. So yeah, that was my contribution to the, the fashion. 
because I don't work in in retail or anything, but <laughs> it's kind of something that I'd wear. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be repping okay. the bone. Fuck yeah! What you say? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Uh, so go to the press conference podcast.bigcartel.com. Uh, as of today, when this is out, they'll be up. Um, or you can go to our website, the press conference podcast.com. Uh, and there's a link to our store there. It feels professional to say that Dave. Yeah. It'll pop you out to a new tab so you can keep both sites open at the same time. If you want to check the about me while you're making your order. Spicy. <laughs> Does anyone do that? If you if you do that, let us know because <laughs> I definitely don't. Uh, but the big one, uh, so the people that listen before, as soon as this comes out, because I know there's about eight to ten people every week yep. who, without a doubt, have listened to this episode the first hour it's come out. It's crazy. Like we love it. Waiting, Thank you. They're waiting for it. We appreciate you. Uh, so here's a bit of early mail. But as of uh, nine a.m. today when this episode comes out, uh, we're going to be ex- we're extremely stoked to announce that we have partnered with our good friends in Saving Face uh, and hopefully soon to be good friends in Keepsake uh, on their upcoming split uh, through Stiff Cut Records, Anti-Vinyl Vinyl Club and Summit Distro uh, to be a part of their vinyl release. Yeah, the split's called The Ghost of Us and features two songs from both bands. With a cheeky feature. Cheeky across features. both ways. Um, fuck, we're to say that. Doesn't matter. People aren't listening. <laughs> yeah. And it goes on sale uh, this Friday, 1st of March. So, I mean, this is a real big pinch me moment. I know I know. for you, you've already been involved in things like Kiss Chasey, uh, Fever Shack to a point. Yeah, loosely. Um, but not we're this, actually going to... Not in this capacity. We're actually going to have our, our logo, our names attached to a release especially of bands that we absolutely love. Yep. Uh, it's actually, yeah, it's been unreal the whole process. Um, thanks to to the guys in Keepsake and Saving Face, especially for thinking of us and, mm. and really making this happen uh, because it's something that kind of we kind of talked about loosely is, is what's happening, but never in our wildest dreams that we thought that it actually happened. This early should, in, our, yeah. in our run. It's just surreal. Um, I think it's the first time as well that those three labels uh, are working together on a release and we've obviously had them all on in some capacity. Uh, it's just really cool seeing that, especially with Saving Face, just friends getting together. I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's just epic. And it's physical only, which is awesome. Yeah. I think uh, that's a great, great touch. So um, the only way you get these songs is if you buy the record. And then if you spin the record, don't put them on the shelf. I know our guest is going to be, oh, what happened there? <clears throat> I know our guest is going to be absolutely uh, pissed off that we're still talking, but <laughs> should we talk about our variant a little bit or our, our alt cover before we get stuck in? Yeah, well, we haven't mentioned that yet. So if you buy said record from us, you actually get an alt cover, J card, that's hand numbered. Out of 20. Uh, out of 20. So it's going to be on thick 300 GSM cardboard. Yeah. It's going to be screen printed. Yep. And hand hand numbered by one of us, probably Phil. Uh, yeah, I'll probably do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so my I handwriting, think, you don't want that. Well, I mean, when, when, we, when we first talked about 
doing this. It would have been last year at some point. Um, And I guess we thought about as vinyl collectors ourselves what we really wanted it to be. And I think every time it came down to the DIY scene from back in the day, you go back and look at early hardcore records, uh, like, you know, tour variants and things like that. Bands were just screen printing in the back of their cars, these these cards to go over records, sometimes not even with a cover, just over over a sleeve. Um, like I think of your Thursday release, it has that, just that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Um, and we just really wanted to like kind of go back and, and kind of show that through what we do. So uh, we've gone with the screen print. We've gone with a bit of a gothic look. Um, we've got some deathcore logos on there, which I think is really cool. First time they're being used by the band. Yep. Um, I just love it. And I think it just matches the songs. Like the aesthetic, I think, is just in line with uh, the music. And I, I love it. I'm, I'm really proud of what we've done. Yeah, me too. And I think I think everyone's going to love it too. Um, it's a it's a pretty limited run as well. Um, but like from the other stores, so ABVC will have an ex- exclusive alt cover as well. Yeah. Um, some distro will have copies on their store with some hand-numbered OB strips. Mm-hmm. And Stiff Cut Records will be selling fills and some other crazy stuff to kind of go with them. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a really cool drop. I can't wait. I mean, it's just yeah, it's going to be awesome. A big reason why we're doing the tease at this time as well is because um, I'm sure we have some people in, in our friendship circles that might want both. Yep. Uh, so keep an eye out for that on Friday. It'll go on sale at uh, 5 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Uh, or 6 p.m. if you're from Queensland. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, just awesome. Um, go support the bands. Go support all the labels. Uh, let us know if you like our cover once you see it later this morning uh, or this week. Um, yeah, and we hope you enjoy it. We hope you like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's of 20 as well. So they we're hoping... Is the hoping that they don't last very long because we think they're sick and don't make me get online and buy them because I'll fucking yep. do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't afford it after Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, <clears throat> also, if you're actually in Sydney this week, uh, Saving Face are supporting uh, Keepsake and Father Dear Hands on their tour um, at Bootleggers in Newtown on Friday night. So if you if you want to. Um, simp over these bands now's the time sydney yeah buy phil a beer or cheers him or no, buy me a beer, please, please. <laughs> he please. looks like he needs one <laughs> no i'll tell you right now after this week like i've not rested at all and i'm i'm more tired than i was when i started i reckon so <laughs> and i go back to work tomorrow so fuck here we go rip um but yeah big thanks again to all the bands the labels for keeping us involved um we know we're just a little podcast here and we're a bit of simps and we just love vinyl, but uh, this is honestly like dream come true for us, even though we're just a small part of a big release. So we're thankful. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah, we love you. Well, let's, uh, let's play a bit of a fucking tune and yep. then we'll get our guest on the other side. <laughs> anyway. Nick, welcome back to the pod. Hello. I'm glad to be back. Wait, do we actually, do we need to introduce Nick again? <laughs> you can if you want. Nick is our international listener, number one ticket holder at Press Conference Podcast. And the, the Fremantle Dockers. And the Fremantle Local yeah. celebrity. Yeah. yeah. 
How's it going, Ben? Yeah, good, good. How are you going? Been busy? Uh, we've, been, we've been busy. Yeah, I know, I know busy. George's been busy. Sorry we're late. Yep, that's fine. It's only... So we're... We'll, we'll get into it. Um, how was Blink for you? It was good. I mean, right, that was like a while ago now. But it was it was really good. Um, it was my first time seeing all three of them after seeing them in that sound wave and Travis wasn't there. And I think one of the other yeah. ones wasn't there. I don't really remember. But um, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we ran and I don't... I, don't think I had any complaints. Hmm. Um, were, yeah. were you at the show where Perth got dragged? <laughs> no, we were at the show where they spoke about Perth getting dragged, and we were like, "No, we're, we're better." Because so I think how we were trying to trying to understand what happened. So we bought tickets the when they first got released, mm-hmm. and then they sold out. So they released like another show, but we were we were then technically the second show. So our understanding was all the real fans that bought the tickets the first time were going to the second show, and then the ones who missed out the first time and bought them the second time were the, day before. the first show. Yeah, which is a, bit, a bit weird because usually when the, the second show is announced, it's usually after the initial one? Well, it was weird because they they were in Melbourne and then they went to Sydney and then they yeah. went to Brisbane and then they went back to Sydney and then back to yeah. Melbourne. I know. It was... I mean, I'm, I'm just glad they came to Perth. Um, Either way. <laughs> nice. Know. They dragged Adelaide at my show. Did they? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I I'm glad, glad you're not Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> everyone laughed. I'm like, this is a... Oldest joke in the book. Yeah, I think I think I heard that they did it pretty much for like every other city. Yeah, like they just dragged the previous city, but I don't know. They didn't actually bag anyone out in Sydney. No. Um, they did talk about how much they enjoyed Sydney, though. So something in that. Just saying. There's nothing. Maybe this year. We need to ask though, Nick, because we were talking about it earlier. Uh, Travis Barker's impact on the show. Uh, do you do you think it made that much of a difference from when you saw them in 2013? Um, I think it was just good to see like the original three all together. I mean, it probably wouldn't have mattered if it was a different drama, but I think just him as a person being there it was cool. Was, it, it was it was good to see, and yeah, I've like I've I've always been like a drummer person like I've, I've always kind of just preferred the drummers over whatever and nice. um, especially like when they do like the drum solos and stuff I just like it, it does get a bit not unnecessary but it, it's a bit silly if they go on and stuff but it was really cool to see him like do his drum solo and, and do that little um, do the bit of screaming in that song was it yeah, it was cool. Face or something? And he's telling the other guys to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's good. Because <laughs> I didn't realize he doesn't, he doesn't talk much. Like, at all. No, he didn't say anything. No, yeah. Yeah, cool. No, it was good to see 
like all three of them. Nice. Nice. Now we're not here to talk about Blink. We're here to talk about another artist, and we've gone this whole time without saying his name. So I can't believe we got the whole episode without because people are going to be thinking, "All right, they've got the guest on for the Fast Five at the end. Like, what are they doing?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and we did make a couple. We did allude to it before, Dave, on your hip hop journey. Yeah. Uh, your most recent, I guess, dive, deep dive, has been into Nick. Austin Post. Oh, no, wait, that's the wrong. Fuck! <laughs> What's well, we got the wrong person to talk about Post Malone, but that's all right. <laughs> Where's May? Where's Get May in here. <laughs> She's on the phone to her mum. Um, Was it Austin, Austin Post? Where did the Malone come from? I don't know and don't really care. We did say Post wow. Malone. <laughs> Post Malone, yes. That's who we're talking about. The, uh, the first question on the chopping block today... How did we all get into Post Malone? More so you, Nick, because I know you're a big fan. Oh, I was not prepared for this. See, what did you think? Did you did you think you were going to come? Did you think you were going to come on and we're just going to be like, all right, Nick, give me your five albums and let's get out of here? (laughs) That's what I had written on my notes. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm 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 just going to wing it. Um, so I remember when I think Congratulations came out. Yeah. And it was just one of those other kind of songs that was just on the radio a lot and that kind of thing but um i'm gonna have to say it again i think it was may that kind of like got me into him a bit more than i already was um i definitely listened to like beer bongs and bentley's when it came out mm-hmm. um i won't say much else because i don't want to ruin the Fast five, everyone. Mm-hmm. But um, I was—I I won't say I'm, I was a bit of a late boomer, late boomer, late bloomer to his kind of upcoming and getting big and stuff. But I—I'd th- I, I, I like to think of like being a fan of him since pretty much the start, and also um, I think he—he he was on an episode of Cold Ones. With um, was it Max and Chad, mm-hmm. and that kind of when I when I listened to that, I kind of liked him a bit more because he just seemed really real and you know he's just doing this because he likes it and whatever. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about you guys? I'm not gonna ask Dave because. Well, <laughs> so, so I'm kind of similar. So I think it was. I was thinking back. So my life uh, after high school and before I moved to Sydney, uh, obviously working at Meyer at the time, it was probably when I was in, I was into a lot of hip hop and, and R and B then, because uh, that's when you people like Frank Ocean and stuff like that were just mm. massive. And I remember um, I used to go to a heap of hip hop nights and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I think I just had friends who loved him on when he was back on SoundCloud more so. Uh, and I didn't yeah. really get into it too much. And then I think his album came out later in the year. Uh, I was going through a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a, a, a weird breakup, um, and I feel like that record was it was one of those records I listened to heaps because it was a bit sad. It was a bit different. It's got some deep cuts, yeah. It's got some deep cuts in it. Um, yeah. So I, I love those first few records. Mm. Um, and then I was really lucky. I saw him at uh, he came out at, for FOMO when FOMO used to be an indoor festival and like a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was right before Beer Bongs came out. 
um, and I got to see him then really early. It's the only time I've seen him live, and it was just so cool. Um, and then it all kind of yeah, I, I was I got back into emo music a bit more for a period there. Um, but yeah, like I think I've kind of been on and off the, the post Malone bandwagon over the years. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And then Dave, what brought you to Post Malone? Um, a culmination of seeing him on social media doing different things. So, um, gang called Speed. Yeah, maybe. Was it that? Oh, it wasn't no, that? it was the Impractical Jokers when he was a special guest on that. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it. So, have you seen Impractical Jokers before? I recognize the name, but I don't think I've ever actually. So it's like four guys, yeah. and they what they do is they challenge each other to do stuff, and they have an earpiece in, and the guys who they basically tell everyone what to th- this one guy what to do. And okay. in this scene, yeah. one of the guys he's in it's he lost the episode, so he's in a punishment, and he's working in a car detailer, and Post Malone is his worker, so he's the manager. And Post Malone's the, the worker and he's supposed to be detailing this car and he smokes it up and the people come to pick up the car and he gets out of the car and he, all this smoke comes out. He's like, well, you want to stand back because you, you don't want to get the contact high because he was like, hot box yeah. the car. And it's just really funny because he's like, oh, here's a $1 voucher and all this kind of stuff. And it's just really funny and um, really just like show his... I guess what you were saying, Nick, is like real side rather yeah, than yeah. being like this big. Because like obviously he's would be a multi-millionaire and, and all that kind of stuff, but can still have a laugh at other people's expense yeah, in a way. Yeah. So it made him a little bit more relatable. And then like seeing that he's in the new Roadhouse movie and like just, just seeing clips here and there. Like he plays Magic the Gathering and like... He um he called Chad from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Will Ferrell, and all this kind of stuff. So like, like just funny stuff, I guess. And yeah, yeah. although it doesn't translate to his music at all, because it's quite oh, yeah, the yeah. opposite. But it shows the flip side of the coin, I think, for me. So, um, I think I wrote it in our group chat. I'm like, I'm gonna have to start listening to this now. I'm kind of a bit more interested because I like who's making the music before making yeah. the music before liking the music before the person i guess so yeah that's kind of where i, I kind of came up to to listening to him was that what last do you week? think yeah <laughs> i'm nick don't gatekeep postponing right <laughs> no I'm, not. I'm, I'm happy that dave's trying to i want to know dave so give us what do you think i think he's pretty good i like I haven't gone too far deep in, so my fast five is kind of like like it's been like a week or ten days or something. So my fast five is probably isn't as deep as as your guys, but um, yeah, I think for like setting the mood and flow and especially um, lyrically, he's he's really quite good. Um, I do like some of the stuff that is a bit more chill and. And in that in that regard, but that's kind of the same as everyone else when I first start start listening. So I'm interested to see what your guys' fives are because, uh, yeah, it might be same or, or different to mine. 
Yeah. Well, they yeah. are the two options. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do you, Why do you like posty, Mick? Because it's a bit different to, I guess, what you listen to on the daily. Um, it's a good question. Like, I don't know. Like what Dave said. Like a lot of his music's quite chill and um, like I've I've always kind of had like a not like a hip hop background in my music taste, but I think it's just kind of like the um, the easy listening kind of thing and. I don't know, it's just, I like him as a person, he's just, he's just, he seems really, like, down to earth, and, like, just his whole, like, appearance, whatever, and stuff, so, yeah, I'm just like, it's good. No, I'm here for it. Yeah. I just think he made, uh, I think when he came on the scene, obviously he came from that, like, sad boy, Sam Cloud rap kind of stuff, but I don't think it was too gimmicky at that point. I feel like when you look yeah. at people like Lil Uzi, Lil Peep, rest in peace, like people like that, I just felt like it was a bit, they were, well, it was a bit on the nose. Like they were trying to follow a sound. Whereas yeah. I feel like Posty, it just was a bit more organic. So when his record came out, it was a bit of everything. And then when his follow-up came out, it was different. And then his follow-up after that, it just was like, okay, he's arrived kind of thing. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of other people from that genre at the time, like stayed in that genre and were a bit too much like trying to make that sound. Yeah. Um, whereas I think he kind of grew into it, found his own way. And it does not surprise me that he's like as big as he is now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's always, I think trying to, he's got like his own kind of, like he, he knows his sound, but I think you can always kind of tell that he's trying to just, try something different like there's times where people are like oh he's gonna do like a like a hard rock kind of metal kind of like Mm. and like there is a few songs that are kind of a bit on the heavier side but obviously still got that rap kind of hip-hop influence and stuff yeah and now like the latest one it's just like he's gone like down like the country kind of style not completely, but you can yeah. tell there's, there's been there's lots of guitar there. on that one, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more like just not softer, but like not as like not electronic, but like kind of like hip hop. Yeah, this is just very not instrumental, but yeah, yeah. Um. And he's got some of the biggest songs of all time. Like, did you see that uh, Sunflower just recently became the highest? Yeah. Like, yeah. What was it, like, Triple Diamond or something like that? Yeah. I, yeah, I remember seeing something about that. It's just crazy, like, the reach he has. And I think he's just made some really smart decisions. Um, and like you said, he's just himself. He doesn't give a fuck. He's never given a fuck, right? Um, mm. And I think that's why, like, in all those shows, he's so loved. Yeah. And being able to pair up with something like Spider-Man is another thing, another string to his bow because he's able to to kind of not just be on the radio but be on TV and uh, be in movies and and stuff like that as well. So, What was that? He's like the, um, the soundtrack producer for one of the games coming out and that's that's one where there's like a speed song on it or something 
Oh, it was on, uh, I think, 2K. Yeah, yeah. I think it was WWE. <laughs> Speed's on it. I think yeah, he's yeah. doing the soundtrack. Yeah. So cool. I love that. Yeah. I love that whole Speed thing. Like when, when he came out with the Chili Peppers and Speed were like posting with him backstage, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. And then that yeah. photo backstage um, at their show in Sydney before Christmas, I'm like, that's just so cool. Um, yeah. And he came out in the Speed jersey, like so cool. I might say so cool one more time. It was so cool. So cool. Um, was there anything else we want to talk about before we get to the rankings? Well, how does where does Post Malone rate for you guys in like your hip hop echelon? Maybe um, Mount Rushmore of of hip hop artists. Oh, Mount Rushmore, Jesus. Yeah, where do they rate? Does he make it on there? Is he? No, is he would face on there. Yeah. He's always been, like, I think for the past three or four years, doing, like, Spotify rap, he's pretty much always been one of my, like, top five artists. So, I definitely, I know I don't listen to probably a lot of hip-hop as much as, like, you guys, but, like, if I compared it to any other artist, I'd be like, nah, like, personally, it's, like, just better for me. Um, he's not on mine. Uh, not, not, not because I, I don't think he's any good. I just, uh, I think I just have other people ahead of him. Yeah. Um, but especially like, I mean, it's not a spoiler. I've already told you guys, but his first three records, I think is one of the best runs of an artist full stop. Like those three records are just like, for bangers. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, and how was the show though, Nick, before Christmas in Melbourne? It was very good. Um, much better. I know you've heard the same thing from May, but um, it was, we saw him in 20, 2017, 2018 or something. I can't remember. Yeah. But it was, that was, I don't want to say dog shit, but it was just a, <laughs> It was the biggest piece of shit. <laughs> it was just a... I've, I've just forgotten about it now. It's just, it's just gone out of my head. Yeah. Um, he was, I don't know. It was just, it wasn't good. But the one that, the, sorry. So that was the older one. The, the, the first time we saw him. But the most recent one was 10, 50 times better. It was, apart from the weather and me almost catching hypothermia. It was, it was just surreal. Just Hearing him just play the songs that we heard him play the first time and just realizing that he's like, he's doing better for himself and he knows what he's doing now and stuff. It was just really good. Yeah. Yeah. There were some periods there where he was like well cooked. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, I was a bit like, there was times where I was like, I was, I was getting concerned for his well being. You know, it's just a bit weird to yeah. think that for like a celebrity, but yeah. But I'm looking at the set list now, it slaps actually. Mm. And he played three songs from his new album though, that's a bit weird. Yeah. Because I've been it... out like a few weeks, hadn't it? Yeah, it was a bit weird because it was, wasn't it? He was touring for that album, like the album release. Yeah. But because he's got such a like a. A big catalogue. Big catalogue now. 
I guess it's a bit hard. And I guess he knows what the people like. And like fair. Yeah, I think the songs that he did play from the new album, I like. I liked, and it, it would be good to see him again, and like so we can play like more tracks from that one. Because I think there was like one or two where I was like, oh, it would have been good if you played that. But yeah, I, yeah. Fair. Yeah. I was going to say, um, fun fact, did you know he auditioned for um, Crony Empire to be the um, vocalist back in the day? I think this was during like MySpace times. I did, yeah. I did, I did remember that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Only because I think there was this big, there was a photo of him and Skrillex going around being like, these people could have been in the scene. All right, so should we uh, get to the Fast Five? Let's do it. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. <laughs> you almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Um, so who wants to go first? I'll go. Dave can go first. What you, you like? Oh, Dave, you go first, actually, so we're not influenced by you. Let's see how you fared up after your first first round. Okay, so at five, I have Austin. Didn't really get into it all that much, but I feel like <laughs> I might. Uh, number four was Stony. Number okay. three for me is 12 Carat Toothache. <laughs> Two Beer Bongs and Bentleys. And then yep. number one is Hollywood's Bleeding. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So mine was number five, 12 carat toothache. I just didn't get into this record. Not by, I don't think it wasn't, a, it wasn't a bad record, but I just didn't get into it. I actually liked Austin. I thought it was a bit different. Um, and I actually liked the change. Uh, and it was a bit long, but I think the songs on there I liked more than 12 carat. Yep. Then it goes into the good run, goat run, in my opinion. I think beer bombs I've got at number three which is a bit spicy, uh, but I think Stony just has that nostalgia for me at number two and then Hollywood Bleeding at number one. Uh, I think it's just fucking such a good record. And I think that came out right before I went to America and I just listened to it the whole time. Mm. How about you, Nick? So, number five, I've got Stony. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, that's spicy. <laughs> I, think, I think I just heard May in the background say whoa as well. Um, no, it's it's just like, there's, there's singles on there and like tracks on there that I absolutely love, but as as a whole, it's just the album just doesn't. I don't know, just like I've been I've been listening to like the albums in full like yeah since we've been like spoken about this, and I don't know that I just kind of. Don't rate it as high as the other ones. Fair. I couldn't even get through Stony. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I got so bored towards the end. (laughs) Damn. It 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 is it's a very long album. And I can I could only probably name like one or two tracks off there. (laughs) But um so number four (laughs) Number four I've got uh, twelve carat toothache. Um, mm-hmm. I I did like it, but when it came out, it just for me, I kind of kind of disregarded it, and I was like, there's a few tracks on there that I do like, 
Mm-hmm. And I, I did listen to it a bit afterwards. Um, and no, I just it, it didn't hit as much as like his other releases really before. Right. And then number three, I've got Austin. Um, I I I loved that album. It was really good. I, mm-hmm. I smashed it like. I had it on repeat, like, when it came out and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it just wasn't... It, it was it was just different, so I was like, if I'm, if I'm reading this as, like, a post-Malone album, I'm like, it's, it's, it's not, like, the same as, like, yeah. his other ones and stuff. Yeah. And then, obviously, number two, Beerbongs and Bentleys. Um, it, it did kind of, I think, take me a while to realise how much I liked that album. Because I, I did, I did originally kind of have that at number four. But I was like, when I was like listening to all the albums, I was like, ah, oh, this, this is such a good like run of like songs mm. and stuff. It, it just, to me, that's like, is probably most known album just with like the singles and 100%. stuff yeah. yeah but obviously number one Hollywood's Bleeding it's just I don't know what it is it, it just it's the best release for me that he's done like it's got all the is that the one that it's got like a bunch of like features on it I know he's got features on like it is a bunch, bunch of, of it, yeah. yeah yeah yeah. but they're good features too like they're not just a lot of hip hop, I think you can get into the trap of just having features yeah, for the yeah. sake of it. I yeah. think every feature on this record actually should be there, and it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And um, obviously, it's got like Sunflower, which is. I was just my... looking it up before. Sunflower has had three billion streams. Nice. Three billion one hundred seventy-eight million six hundred thirty-three thousand and five hundred and fifty-seven plays. Yeah. That is a crazy amount. Mm. That's crazy. How much do they make on a Spotify stream again? Zero point zero one five or something? Yeah, sure. That's like so much money. He's made forty-seven million dollars just on that song in royalties. From that's, one platform. From one platform. So and that's pays, just on Spotify. That is so crazy. Tons up by three. Oh, that's the songs made that. So then you got to take into account the label. Oh, I don't know. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah. So he probably has a little bit less or would have less on title. And, you know, but you're looking at like 100 million. Mm. That's so wild. When you think about physical play, then album play, uh, uh, Radio play, all that kind of stuff, all counts. I wonder how many people actually use Title. Sorry, Bonner, if you've gotten this far. <laughs> um, how many users on Title? It can't be that many. Well, it's still going, so it has to be viable enough. Yeah, two years ago, how many subscribers do y'all think Title has? Reddit questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Like Amazon Music and Title. Uh, that is crazy. Well, that's a, a fast five. So we all had Hollywood at number one, but we got there yep. in different ways, which I think 
I kind of like. I mean, we all had different reasons for what we put in different spots, but I was really surprised that Stony was so low in the rankings for both of you. Um, I didn't have that experience when I listened back, so yeah. Who knows? I don't hate it. Like I, I, I do like it, but it's just to me that that to me that's like the old Post Malone. Like yeah, obviously, obviously it's his first release and stuff, so. I just looked. I just looked through the, the the track listing, and like every two songs is at least a banger, in my opinion. So like, there's like two on there that I can kind of remember without having to listen to it, and that's obviously like fall apart and like congratulations. Yeah. Like, but okay, so the start, so broken whiskey glass and Finn and Whitney, they are probably best openers and closers for an album like yeah but the album as a whole just doesn't I'll be fair yeah fair um well there's the Post Malone Fast Five yeah if you'd asked me at the start of the year what we'd be doing Fast Fives on Post Malone was not on the list uh here we are episode yeah just a bit random well, thanks everyone. <clears throat> thanks everyone for listening so far please don't forget to follow subscribe and leave a rating and review on spotify and apple Podcasts. helps the show a lot and you can find us on facebook and instagram at press.con.pod on both platforms dave's trying to hurry me up but i'm gonna i'm gonna plug some things that we spoke about earlier again so please go and check out our website let us know what you think um go order yourself a tea um but if you don't want to order it tomorrow we're not going to hold it against you because we know you're going to pick one up on Friday when you pick up our uh, exclusive variant uh, for the keepsake saving face drop. So um, go check all of them out. Uh, and yeah, as always, we love the feedback. So let us know. And uh, Nick, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me again. All right, let's play a track. We'll figure it out. But uh, we'll play a track and then we'll uh, see you all next week. All right. Catch ya. Bye. Bye. Said she tired of little money, need a big boy. Pull up 20 inch blades like I'm Lil Troy. Now it's everybody flocking, need a decoy. Shorty mixing up the vodka with the leak coy. It's on me. Honey deep when I roll like the army. Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up, got I'm saying wow. Honey bands in my pocket, it's on me. Yeah, your grandma more probably know me. Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up, got I'm saying wow. Everywhere I go, catch me on the block like a mutambo. 750 Lambo in the Utah snow. Trunk in the front like the shit done boy. Cut the roof off like a nip touch. Counted to a strip club. Me and Dre came for the. When I got quiet, all of y'all disappeared. Before I dropped Sony, none of y'all really cared. Now they always say congratulations to the kid. And this is not a 40, but I'm pouring out this shit. Used to have a lot, but I got more now. Made another hit, cause I.
I got bored now. Always going for it, never pump fourth down. Last call, hell, Mary Prescott, touchdown, eh? Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me. Hundred deep when I roll like the army. Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up, got them saying, wow. Hundred bands in my pocket, it's on me. Yeah, your grandma more probably know me. Get more bottles, these bottles are lonely. It's a moment when I show up, got them saying, wow.